0818-715-815. Hello, good afternoon, and you're very welcome to Liveline. 51551 is the text number. John, good afternoon. Hello, how are you? What have you spotted, John? Go ahead. Query, question. Um, I recently received a letter from the St. Vincent de Paul looking for donations for help over Christmas. Uh-huh. Um, which is great, and I have no problem okay. donating money to the Vincent de Paul, but they're looking for my... Uh, one of the options they give you to donate is uh, they have a form you fill out uh, they're looking for your bank details okay no it's they're looking for your credit card number your uh, expiry date and the security number on the back and your name oh the full details okay and these are the very thing that the guards and the banks are advising us not to divulge to anyone but you are putting it in an envelope yeah but the envelope is marked uh, Vincent de Paul Oh, um, you're you, okay. So you're saying any anyone with malfeasance who saw those envelopes, saw those envelopes, and had access to them illegally, so to speak, would yeah. you're, it's not a lucky dip. You're picking out an envelope, hoping there's credit card details. You look for the Saint Vincent de Paul envelope if you're of that bent. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and how how distinctive is the envelope? It's. Very distinctive. Um, it's marked with the Vincent de Paul with their address. Uh, it's blue. Like if I was somebody of a mind to try and do something like that, or uh, I'd have no problem picking out these envelopes. But surely there's very few people of a mind to rip well, off sure a great yeah, organisation like Vincent yeah. de Paul. Yeah, I know. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, and I'm not saying it's in the Vincent de Paul. It could be in the post office. It could be uh, somebody going into an old person's house who'd see the envelope on the table. Okay. Uh, or any house. Yes, exactly. Now That's my only issue with it. And uh, um, I, I've contacted the Vincent de Paul and uh, they agreed with what I was saying, but uh, seemingly they've been doing this for years. My only issue with it is that it's the very thing that we've been told not to divulge to anyone. And the Vincent de Paul are writing out to people looking for these details. And Puss say mailers should apply the same care and attention in relation to their personal details in the mail as they do online or elsewhere. Don't transmit key data in one message, i.e. mail or email or whatever. Exactly. And the St. Vincent de Paul say, as is common practice for many charities, our uh, SVP blue envelopes have been dis- distributed j- during the annual appeal since 2017. Um, we, there's never been an issue with anyone's bank details being misused. About 10% of all donations to us come through the post. The blue envelopes are delivered by on post and as part of their service. There are no names or addresses on envelopes delivered in this way. Um, Correct, yep. So you see, but basically, what you're what you're what you're worried about, John, is that the envelope is identifiable. Exactly, and if I was someone who was looking for bank details, uh, I know exactly what's in those envelopes. There's either one of two things: there's mm-hmm. either a check, which is uh, probably a safe way of sending money, mm-hmm. or else your bank details. Okay, now and it's all your details. It's your name, it's your address, it's the security code, it's the credit card number. Expiry date and all. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they say it's 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 sent to a P.O. box number, yeah. a free post number. So that means, a free post number means that you, you the, the recipient, goes and collects the delivery at the local sorting office. I presume so, yeah. And, so... Uh, now, so in other words, not that well, I generally wouldn't be worried because they're so brilliant. Um, yeah. So they never get into the hands of a postman or postwoman. Nothing. I, I even hate putting it that way. But in other words, the chain, the chain of possibility for malfeasance, John, is reduced. Yeah, but it's it's 
my, as I said, my issue is it's a marked envelope. Okay. I don't know how many people's hands has gone through it before it gets to that post box. Okay, and I take your other point as well. Someone could come into a house and, you know, if the marked envelope is there and it's sealed, you know, there's details in it. Yes. Can you put cash in that envelope, by the way? It doesn't, it doesn't look for cash. Uh, it's not one of the suggested ways, but uh, I'm sure there's nothing stopping okay. people putting cash in it if they want, you know. And you can donate online, svp.ie. Michael Kelly, yeah. Michael. Hi, hello, Joe. Your, your observation, please. Yes, uh, I'm very much to keep it local, Joe, to give your donation to the um, to, to your local uh, branch of St. Vincent de Paul. And it's just today now I dropped around a donation here in my own town to the to the local office, and I gave it to a lady I know for 30 years, and she gave me a receipt. And I think... It's going to be spent in the local area. She assured me mm. of that today. So I'd advise people like to give it to people that they know. We said bring it direct into the yeah, but if you can at all into the office. But I think there is a facility. I know there is online. There is a facility for you to nominate the area, or the, re- the, yes. the region. But Michael, does that mean now your neighbour now knows how much you gave to the St. Vincent de Paul? Well, they're not neighbours, really. You know what I mean? Well, like you know that. what I mean. Well, people in the area, and then she had to write you out a receipt. Oh, no, this lady, would, she, I'd have great confidence in okay. her. Okay, okay. You know, you know I, I would indeed, yeah. Joe. Yes, very much so, yes. So you just ramble, you just, you say, ramble along to your local, and there's a good few of them around the country. Uh, ram, yes, I think they're in every parish, you know, aren't they? And even, could you just put the money in an envelope, uh, cash in an envelope, and say, no, it's okay, I don't want the receipt? Well, you could no. They demand uh, that they give you the receipt. I was going out, and she said, uh, "I'll give you a receipt now." They always do that. They give you a receipt, John. Okay. You know. Okay. You know, uh, and what do you think? Uh, have your view on John's point that he's worried if he puts all these details in such a, an identifiable envelope that anyone with, be, who's yes. fleet of finger might? I'd be a kind of an agreement with John there. I'd sooner yeah. keep the personal touch and. Make sure it remains in your local area, you know, like if possible, and it's helping the community, Joe, you know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, there's no doubt about yeah. that. My, that's Michael Kelly and Boer. Yeah. Say there, Michael. John is in Tremor listening to our original caller, also called John. Uh, John Tremor. Uh, Joe, I'm not sure what the problem is because you, he receives a letter from, from the St. Vincent de Paul. If he puts his details, he puts it back in the envelope and posts it. It's -hmm. a closed system. So unless the postman is going to rifle through looking for people's bank details, I don't see what the issue is. But it's not, mean, no, but that is, it's not the issue. It's the worry. That's what is. That's what John's why is worry he worried. Is. Worried about what? He's worried because he says the the. It, it, the envelope is identifiable as having credit card, full credit card details. Yeah, but from it's in the, the outside. system. But it, so, lots yeah, but of there is. Yeah, but what, if, if there's, and we have a great postal system. But if there's does no, it, if there's no, if there's no worry about the postal system in Ireland, John. Why do one post have an internal uh, security section? Well, because there is obviously theft. But I mean, I'm sure they're not going to be so stealing other things. They're not going to be deliberately looking for St. Vincent de Paul blue envelopes. Well, well they, you don't have but to look. You, sorry, John, you don't, you don't have to look. They, they jump out at you. They're so identifiable. That's his point. It's not... Uh, like if, so so, if, if somebody, if somebody, got, if somebody God forbid, in on post... Um, and it has unfortunately happened. It's a massive organisation. It happens here. It happens less here than anywhere else, as far as I can see. But Anna, so I take your point there. There, thereafter. But um, if somebody is, it's not a lucky dip, and you hope that this brown envelope or this white envelope might have credit card details. You know that the SVP envelope does more more likely than not have credit card details. That's John's worry. Uh, well, I wouldn't be that worried about it at all. Well, just don't use it then. I mean, I know, I know. I mean, I mean, yeah, but I, we want I'm sure the post, yeah, I'm sure on post have security systems. They have, yeah. That they, no, it's not as though it's been left at somebody's door. I, I, I just, I think he's confusing two different things. Like giving your details to 
somebody you don't know. But if I, if I, if I, as a criminal, opened that identifiable envelope, I could use all the details to buy anything online. Well, you could, but I'm I put in all those numbers and names. Well, I, I think the banks do have systems as well for protecting yeah, people. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you know, I mean, and then there, as I, I like said, your... there's one, there's one element of the chain gone. If, if people are worried, and that is that. The Vincent de Paul go to the post office and collect all the envelopes. Oh well, but the, that's even better. I thought yeah. they would have them delivered because most no, they go. It's a free. It it's a free post, so you have to go normally and collect. All oh, right, yeah, yeah. That's the idea. But you'd be surprised. People still send money through the post. I know, and yeah, but it's not identifiable. You know, you can't see through an envelope generally. No, but people. It has especially cards. People put money in cards, yeah. and that does get stolen. Yeah, but the, 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 um, that's terrible. It rarely happens, but it's terrible. But it's a, it's a finite amount of money. If you give yeah. your credit card details, it's an infinite amount of amount of money. Well, not if it was my bank account. <laughs> no, but if you, 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 but you, I know, I know that. I know that. But but my point is, you can these sophisticated scams. They can have four or five people. They share the credit card details immediately. And if four or five people with predetermined and pre pre allocated numbers and addresses or whatever, and they can get beavering away within minutes, and before you know it, and before the bank can contact you, there's a lot of money gone. And uh, Michael, uh, Michael Kelly was on. That was John and Tremor. Now Martina, Martina Ryan, your point, please, Martina. Now please give to the Saint Vincent de Paul in whatever way, but. Let's let's we 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 should deal with people's worries because they are contacting us about them. Martina Ryan. Hi, Joe. How are you? Good, thanks. Your point, please. Uh, just the same as your first caller, John. I just didn't feel comfortable about uh, handing over my details that way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and okay, there's a there's probably um, a good chance that um, nothing is going to happen. But um, I just I just wouldn't have risked it, and I would prefer to donate online. I mean, I would regularly donate to organisations like the St Vincent de Paul or mm-hmm. the Sanctuary Concern. You know, from um, you know monthly in an uh, you know online way where you're 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 giving your details kind of in an encrypted way. Mm-hmm. But I just I just I just wouldn't risk it. To be honest, just wouldn't risk my putting my details out there. I mean, I don't know how many text messages I get. On a weekly basis, from from uh, you know from uh, scammers, you know all those links for on post mm-hmm. or AI. I'm not even in AIB, and I'm getting text messages saying they're from my. But remember AIB the, the the worry, the yeah. worry here is that the envelope is identifiable. Yes, that that, that was my worry. Yeah. That Did the envelope s- will be identifiable, and it's probably gone to most house, households in the country. You and, know. Did, and did you have this worry before John mentioned it today in the program? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I okay, did. I okay. Just, well, that's just, interesting. I, okay, it's not just. Yeah, I just, I, I just, when I saw the envelope, I opened up and I saw the way it was laid out and the information they they wanted. I said, "Well, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that." And would you give? Well, hopefully, you'll give another way. Oh, I will, of yeah, course, okay, and I do. This year, but I yeah. wasn't. But this, uh, but I wasn't going to give that way. Okay. Well, you spotted the same. Uh, you your worry is the same as John's worry. Um, yeah, because it doesn't matter how, how, I don't know, I mean, I, all organisations, I suppose by law, have to um, take action for data breach, but that doesn't mean that data breaches are not going to happen. Hmm. Okay, let me bring Sue in. Sue, Sue, good afternoon. Hi, Joe. Uh, your point, please. Well, my point is that I never uh, donate by... Uh, forms or sending any of my own details, I ring the charity concerned and I ask for their IBAN, account number, account name I mean and uh, and I donate by direct transfer Oh oh, so that's why you look for the you look for the full bank details so it's not your... I look for their IBAN and account number, that's probably usually enough, I set them up as a payee that way I can donate once they're set up as a payee as often or Okay. As seldom as I want to, I get nothing through the post. They don't know who I am, and uh, you just donate. And what do you think of John's worry about the identifiable Saint Vincent de Paul envelope? I, I don't do it for that because, okay. for several reasons, is that they they then pester you by post, and I hate getting things through the post. Okay. 
even though it's Vincent de Paul or Medicine Sans Frontier. Or yeah, no, absolutely. I donate to them all the time, but okay. I'm not going to. I hate getting stuff through the post. Okay, okay. Okay, Sue, good to meet you. Edward Cummins, Edwards. How are you, Joe? What do you think of John's worry? I'm listening with interest to it, and there is a way around it. Okay. That's what I do, because I get quite regularly get posts in through the letterbox and it's the donations to different charities. And what I do is I have my debit card and that's linked to an account. Okay. And there's a certain amount of money in that account. And I never have much money in that account. If, if say, I wanted to donate uh, 100 euros of concern. Yeah. So I would ring them up. I never put any details on paper. I'd say, I'd like to donate uh, uh, 100 euros. Yeah, why are you using my debit card? Before I ring up, I would, I would go onto online onto my own banking, and in my debit card account, there would be maybe 50 euro. Now, that's all I ever keep it at any one time. So I would transfer the 100 euro into my debit card from a separate account that's not linked to my credit card, okay. it's not linked to my debit card, it's just a separate account that can keep my savings in. You can't access it at all, only I can access it. And then okay. I would transfer that 100 euro into my debit card account, and immediately then I would do the transaction, and it would be transferred. And if for some reason someone was able to get into my debit card account or whatever, because yeah. when you're giving your details, even over the phone, there's yeah. a very, very small likelihood. I'm not saying it's never happened to me where somebody could, could, could use your details to, to make a fraudulent activity. But at any given time, there would be only maybe 100 or 50 yeah. euro in my debit card account because I'm always uh, cognizant of the fact that there could be fraud committed on it. And with your credit card, and once you do transactions on your credit card, mm. and it's happened to me several times over the years where I've looked at my credit card, I thought, I didn't do that transaction. And I'd ring up and I'd say to the bank, and I'd say, okay, mm. and I'm covered for that. The bank would say, yeah, we see, you, you weren't in Galway yeah. yesterday, or you weren't in New York or whatever, some ridiculous place around mm. the world. And they'd say, yeah, we'll, we'll debit that back into your account. So if you want to really safeguard yourself, only keep in your debit card account what you need on any given day. Because you can go into the bank okay. and you can set up a separate account, separate from your credit card, yeah. separate from your debit card, and keep whatever money you need in that account, and you can transfer it as you need it okay. into your debit card account. And yeah. that's, that's, that's the way I get around it, because it's so prevalent now, uh, yeah. fraud, that to give your details, even over the phone, you're taking a chance. Because yeah. when you do talk to these... Uh, Charlie comes here and say, by the way, we're switching off the recording now because all, all their conversations are recorded. Yeah. And they'll say, we're switching off because you give your details now and we're switching off your, uh, the yeah. card so you can give us your details. So that's uh, the way I get around it, Joe. I don't I'm, have any worries. Yeah. If someone gets into my account, they're ever only going to get 50 or 60 euros. I you see know? that, I see that. And you've, you're sophisticated uh, system. Edward, can I ask, are you a busy man generally? Yeah, I'm always busy, yeah. Okay, hey, just... my, my grandson my grandson's crying for me now. Okay. What are you doing on this what are you doing? How is he is he okay? Say that again? Is the, is he what's his name? Uh, Leo. Leo, oh good. No, I'm minding him and his mother's gone out and I mind him and he and he's he, he, he loses sight of me, he gets very upset. Okay, I just I was gonna try and ask you. So he's really granny now. He's very clingy. He's grand, he's great, he's okay. calmed and, down now. And and but that's, that's, that's my solution to the problem, you know, yeah. do that, set up a separate account with a separate from your credit card, separate from your debit card, and transfer money as you need it. Yeah, exactly. You know? That, but I have to go, Joe. Okay, mind yourself. He's very upset. I'll tell Leo we said hello. Okay, fair play to Edward. Yeah, okay. You see, what I was going to... I, I, I has his granddad. Do you yeah. hear him? Ah. Uh, He's up on his lap. Look, he's calming him down. He's calming him down. Okay, okay. It's like that, um... Give him a hug. Give him a hug. It's like that super value ad, isn't it, for Christmas? Are you gone, Ed? Ed are you no, gone? I'm still here. He's calmed down. Yeah, Joe. fair play to you. I was going to ask you, Edward, before Leo starts again. I'm thinking of Leo. On December 17th, which is Saturday fortnight, what are you doing? Are you busy? Um, I 
Okay. Now that's right the day. Windy, that's the day they're all they're all switching jobs in Dal Air and the government. I, I'd need to put I'd need to put you in there, Edward. Okay, go and look after Leo. Go and look after Leo. God bless you, Ed. God bless you, Granda. God bless you, Granda. And a happy Christmas to you and Leo. Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. Owen Brophy. Owen, good afternoon. Hey, Joe. How are you keeping? Doing well. That's good. issue with bus airing. Okay. Fire away. Fire away. During the COVID time, the story is during the COVID times, bus airing had to run buses at 25% capacity due to COVID regulations. And they ran at 50% capacity. Right. In order to make this happen, Mm-hmm. And to make sure that everyone got a seat, they had a seat booking system brought in. Oh, okay, because there was limited seats. Exactly. There was limited so, availability, yeah. Exactly. Limited seats meant they had to get computer code in. Computer code isn't cheap, has to be paid for. Two euro booking fee every time you want to book a seat in the bus going anywhere. Fair enough. I suppose it is in usual times. Mm-hmm. Problem is, they still have it in place. Oh, they still have it in place? Yes. So, you have the free travel. Yep. Um, my parents have free travel. I've got free travel. Okay. Most of my disability friends have free travel, too. And the disability advocate person in the NTA has free travel. And they still pay two euro to book a seat online. Because and you need to be guaranteed a seat, apparently. But if you don't book online, where are you, you're not guaranteed a seat. Indeed. You can rock up to a bus okay. with your free travel pass, wave your travel pass under the nose of the lovely driver, and hope that he lets you on, if there's room. He or she, yeah. And then you've got to figure out, where can you sit that hasn't been booked yet by someone else? Who has booked online and paid their two euro? What so is- the simple solution is... Put a checkbox on the bus and website, tell them, I've got free travel, please don't charge me two euro. Just yeah. as it is with the Aaron Road Aaron website now. And, but why, but, but the other, the other, sorry, the other way I own is just abolish the two euro booking fee. Exactly. It's, so it's not Ticketmaster. <laughs> well, such as they might have suspected, however, I think they're... You won't get away with two euro and Ticketmaster, but anyway... Um, you are quite correct. The Department of Social Welfare say that the spirit of free travel was that no one should have to pay for it if they have it. Department of Transport have deferred to the NTA. The NTA have done their best to get comment from Bosserin. Bosserin's legal team says that under Article 9, Section 2 of EU Regulation 118-2011, they're allowed to be equal opportunity grass holes to everyone. As long as they charge everyone two euro. Okay, now I have a long statement from um, Bus Air, and they run the intercity mm. services. Um, they say, I'll just go to the sting of it. To reserve a seat on particular, particular service for the low fee of two euro per leg. They're saying it's a low fee. They then yeah, go on to the say. the collection box your grandmother was going to buy you. Never mind. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> These customers can reserve... No, Jimmy, a... you're not getting a selection box this year. Okay. Well, Aaron needed to charge me two euros to come and see you. Okay, okay, okay. Passengers who have pre-booked a ticket are a guaranteed seat are also offered priority boarding. Oh, I didn't know that. So uh, you get more for your two euro than you thought. Uh, not all. Th- get th- on the bus one way or another, this, weren't you? Re- react to this one, Owen. Not all commercial operators accept free travel passes or offer the option for free travel pass holders to reserve a seat in advance. And of those who do, the expressway booking fee is the lowest in the market. Yes, that's because they're a monopoly. Name any bus well, they're company. Not a, they're not a monopoly problem. anymore, but they, they do get, and this is, the, this is, this is what Bus Aaron don't refer to, to Bus Aaron get over 40 million from the mm. taxpayer every year. Over mm-hmm. 40 million. Uh, the, the private companies, I know there's some small arrangements within this. Some, some mm-hmm. companies will accept, for example, the Lewis accept the, um, the free travel, the, yes. the free travel and they, they get paid 4 million a year 
for the free travel. So they get paid. Well, Bus Air are comparing themselves to commercial operators, but commercial operators don't get 41 million off the taxpayer every year at least. (laughs) Cheeky, isn't it? Mm. So you think the solution is... Because it Very is, simple. But it, but it basically means that if you have free travel, for whatever reason, and you, you pointed yeah. out the number of categories there, disabled, um, yeah. uh, age or whatever, if you have free travel for whatever reason, um, yeah. you have to pay two euro to, gar- to guarantee a seat on the bus. Yes. Now, has, now, now that the limit, and that was obviously really important when there was only 25%. You're, yeah. During COVID times. Now, apparently, apparently Irish Rail don't charge commuters. They do not. I have travelled to Galway, Limerick, okay. Tipperary, all over the country on Irish Rail. They're wonderful. Their website is an absolute breeze. Go away. They have a checkbox. Okay. They oh, have, have a checkbox on their website. Ah, Why can't Bus Air have one on there, see? Yeah, that's very, very straightforward, Alan. And why mm, copy and paste the code. I think it would work across both. Just change the graphics a bit, and I think you're done. Okay, you could do it in a day. Oh, do it in an hour, according to you. Uh, some, no, no, under half an hour for a good coder. I mean, I know a few coders in my time. I used to be an IT man. They could have it done before lunchtime. Okay. And you used to be an IT man. What do you do now? Uh, I help people with pain. With pain? Yes, advocacy work, uh, physical therapy, um, origami, wow. wood turning, whatever you need. And how did you how did you get involved in that? Well, MS Ireland essentially. I was diagnosed with MS twelve years ago. Okay. No, um, no, I don't know. <laughs> okay, and you're still obviously a young man. Not that age is, mm. should be a barrier to anything in terms of ability, but you're still a you're still a very young man, and you help people with pain management or advice. Yeah. And you do you do you work for? I know you have MS, but do you work for the MS Society? They do not employ people. Oh, okay, it's completely voluntary. Well, apparently okay. I haven't got any openings right now. Oh, okay. I would work for Ava if she was listening, but hey. <laughs> hey, Ava, give me a job. You would work for who? Ava, she runs the MS charity. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, it's, it's complete, they're, they're a great organisation. And own, own any, have you spotted any other anomalies? Because that's so well argued. That one was the glaring one that came up as on the radar of the group support chats. And okay. people were trying to book bus tickets, okay. and all the MSers were trying to book bus tickets. The ADHDers, interestingly enough, would consider themselves a disability group. Yeah, Fair I know. Because yeah, yeah. they're autistic. The autistic and ADHD co occurrence is huge. They are n- not physically disabled per se, but they would have mm-hmm. sensory issues. And so they would qualify for a disability travel pass in that regard. However, okay. if you read the regulations that Bus Aaron are trying to quote chapter and verse on, They'll say they only have to help people with physical disabilities, but how do you define mm-hmm. that? Now, do you know this? Is, do you know Owen, when you say you in Rodern don't charge the two euro for for nope. for? Do they charge anybody for pre-booking? I don't believe so. No, but uh, bus tickets and train tickets, as best I can tell, are only differentiated by the vehicle type. Mm-hmm. I mean, bus and the, the trains are great. They get you to go, here's Galway, two hours, no problem. It's as quick on the train as it is driving. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, and uh, it's very easy to and use. Much safe, and much safer and uh, yeah. better for everybody, yeah. Okay. And indeed, their booking system actually integrates seat allocations automatically. Okay, well, you mentioned selection box at Christmas. What do you, what do you normally do at Christmas? Oh, hang out with my family. Okay, what you do as a child when you used to get a selection box? Oh, goodness. The curly whirly was always the favourite because you never got it in any other time of the year. <laughs> <laughs> the curly whirly. Okay, what about visiting? Someone says you have a story about visiting your granny's cottage in Tipperary. Yeah, that's a slightly different story altogether. Okay. I haven't got time for that, Joe. Okay, that's just hard to ask you, but anyway. Um, <laughs> um, well, well, Owen, well spotted and well argued, and yeah. uh, hopefully, yeah, and kind kind personal regards to you. Indeed, and, side note for people worried about fraud, if you have a Revolut account, you can use it to keep tenure in your account at all times, and the rest in a separate area. Use your virtual card to prevent fraud. It's a very okay. good facility. 
Okay, okay. Oh, and thanks indeed. That's Owen Brophy, Joe at RTE.ie. Kevin O'Reilly is a volunteer with the St. Vincent de Paul. Um, but the system, Kevin, that John and a number of other people say independently, they were worried about, but John brought it up publicly for us and another, a number of other, this whole thing in an, in an identifiable envelope, you're filling out a form which has all your credit card details. Your point, please, Kevin. Yeah, good afternoon, Joe. Yeah. Joe, I think the simplest way of making a donation to the SVP Mm-hmm. For, for anyone, is just put the few bob in an envelope and drop it into your local church. Now, most churches would have an SVP box and you just drop it in there and that's in your local area and it'll be used in your local area. Okay. And you can still, you can still specify that on... You donate, you know... Where is the Vince... Is, is there a Vince de Paul box in every local church? I'm not saying, Joe, it's in every church, but yeah. most of them would have a box in, in the sacristy. And if if you drop it into the church, they will put it into the SVP box in the sacristy. And then the, the okay. local conference, when they have their meeting, will pick, pick it up, okay. and then it's only used in that area. That really, to me, Joe, is just the simplest way, instead of people getting worked up or... Yeah, yeah. They're not happy with but the, the poor, other system. But, but the poor box has been robbed. No, I'm not saying, no, that, that poor box, the, the SVP box is actually physically in the sanctuary. Okay. Or the sacristy, sorry. Oh, I didn't know that. There's, yeah. a, there's an SVP, we shouldn't be telling people, I suppose. There's an yeah. SVP <laughs> box in every, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but the main thing is to remember the St. Vincent de Paul at this time of year. Yes, of course. Yeah. Okay, Please and you're, you're a volunteer, are you, Kevin? I am, I how am. Long, how long have for, you been? For my oh, no, it's great. I did it myself when I was a yeah. teenager. What, what, how long are you volunteering? I'll just say a good num- number of years, Joe. And have you noticed many changes? No, no, uh, we still we still have great, great respect and the communities yeah. are very, very good and they, the VDP help out as best they can. I know they do, yeah. And, and that's, all, that's all you can do. Okay, no judgment. You just help as best you can. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Kevin, thanks, oh. leaders. Kevin O'Reilly, and keep up the good work and the great You're service. You're welcome, Joe. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, Martin, good afternoon. Yes, Joe. He, yes, Martin, you rang me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, what, what? Sorry, I'm not. What? Uh, your your point, please, Martin. Um, well, it's similar, Joe. Um, my my wife gets um, her has been in the habit okay. of donating to a religious organisation right. around Christmas time every year. Okay. And heretofore, it used to be by check, and they'd have include family members in masses, etc. So. But this year, I, I noticed that she was filling out the form at the kitchen table there recently, and um, it was a debit card, and again, all the detail, number, security okay. number, expiry date, etc. So I just said to her, I don't think we should be putting that in mm. the post. Um, now it is going into, it, it would, be, would have been going into a pre-addressed envelope to Cork, I think, somewhere. But it's just a similar situation, okay. and I was uneasy about it, and, and we didn't do it, so... And did you find a, a, an acceptable alternative? Well, I, actually, I, 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 she's not here today, but I, I think uh, that she sent a check as she had previously done. But, but they didn't, they didn't um, have that option on their form mm-hmm. this year. It was the only option was was um, uh, debit card or, or uh, credit card detail. Okay. So. Uh, I'm not sure if she actually did any donation or, or sent, sent and a cheque. And do people, uh, yeah, do people send cheques anymore, Martin? Given that there's a thread going through the programme since Monday, and that is the whole move from cash to credit card. Be it, oh, absolutely, be it yeah, 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 yeah. And, and we, 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 have, we have a chequebook in, 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 in the house here, but um, I don't know when was the last time it was used, to be quite honest with you. It's yeah. all debit or credit card. But I would be very reluctant to put all the detail on on um, any form and send it off in the post. Okay. No disrespect to the people who work in the in the post office or anywhere else. Okay. okay. And there was another yeah. incident there some months ago with myself. Yeah. I was in a sh- in, in a shop and um, 
somebody, a uh, person behind the counter was taking an order for something over the phone. Um, obviously, the customer wanted to pay by card. Okay, give me your details. And as the customer called out their details, the person at, standing at the counter repeated mm-hmm. all the numbers as they went along, as in all the detail. And I just thought to myself, I could have taken all that down and used it for... for um, the for, for nefarious okay, 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 Martin. Good to meet you, Martin. Patricia Mahan back to Owen and his his uh, the, the thing he spotted that people with free travel. If you pre-book with double with bus air and bus air, and it's not free at all. Well, Joe, I just think he's been very unfair. It it is a very good system we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. A chap is not my age, obviously, but. I think it's a very small fee if you want to go at a particular time. Um, and I remember my father not being able to get on a bus in the morning until after quarter to ten. And he had he could have to be home before four o'clock. Oh, or I remember he that. Missed that. that. He didn't get to get the bus till a quarter to six, quarter there, to seven. There was a time. Think, there was a time restriction on. Yeah, and I think the, the three euro fee that I, I two, travel two. on Wexford bus and bus there, and I'm happy to pay when I need to go somewhere at a particular time. Yeah, but Wexford Bus doesn't get a subsidy of 40, as much as again, over 40 million. They take my my free travel card. I know they do, but I'm sure they have an arrangement with Department of Social Welfare. But do Wexford Bus, uh, but they don't get a subsidy apart from that. Do Wexford Bus charge two euro booking fee? Three. Three, okay. And and I'm happy to pay it when I want to go, you know, at a particular time. I've also paid it to bus air, and if I need to be somewhere at a particular time, I'm happy yeah. to pay for it to get on the bus. Well, then it's not free travel, is it? Well, it is, because if I was no, to go to not. Dublin... It's not free it travel. It is. It's, it's not free, free travel if there's a seat available. Yeah, but that's for people. So, so people, people with a free travel card are second-class citizens. No, 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 no. Oh, yes, they not, are. Oh, yes, no, they are in this system. Call, You're saying if you can pony up the money each way, you can pony up the extra money to, to, to pre-book, which some people can't, by the way. Um, if you have a free travel card, you're bunched. But if no, you you're, po- you're not bunched. They will take the people who have paid and booked the seat before. If there's a seat on the bus, you'll get it. If there's pre-booked seats, people have paid, they will get priority and they'll board first. Yeah, but one of the reasons we have free travel, in Owen's case, is because he's disabled, he has MS. In other cases, it's a lot of disability. In other cases, it's because people are of a certain age. In other cases, it's because people are caring for somebody who has free travel and they're on the bus looking after them. And you're saying that if you want to skip the queue, no matter how able you are and how fit and healthy and agile you are, to bounce up and down the steps onto the bus or to stand in the rain if it's raining, no matter how fit, agile and bouncy you are, if you can pony up to two euro, you can skip the person in the wheelchair. You can skip the person with the disability. You can skip the old age pensioner. I am an old age pensioner. Yeah, but that's what that's what you're saying. You can skip if you can skip anyone with free no. travel if you pony no. up the money. You're 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 twisting my words now, Joe. I am saying I am happy to pay if I need to be somewhere on time. I've also yeah, I know been that, left, I've I know also that, been I, left behind at the bus stop when there was no room. I've been left there. So But was it was it a queue based on a queuing system or based on how much you paid? The bus driver gets off and says pre booked seats first yeah and then those who have pre-booked their seats whether they are full-time passengers or not and then he allows anybody else who hasn't booked the seat on whether they are full paying or free travel okay. that's the way it works if a person in a wheelchair is at the top of the queue well no i have to say i've never experienced that joe because well, there is no, facility. Well, I, well, I There's no well, facility to get on those buses with a wheelchair unfortunately that's even My, worse. The ones that's I use are no facility to so get That's on. even worse. I thought we were spending up to half a million on new buses, which well, are all over the place because they wear wheelchairs. Have you, you travelled on the intercity buses, Joe? Because there no, isn't, but I tra- there I, isn't, I there isn't on, the space to get a wheelchair onto the bus. There isn't. Well, there's, there's a size of double-deckers. I travel, oh, I I travel on Dublin bus. bus at least three, four times a week, and they're brilliant with wheelchair access. Brilliant. Yeah, no, I'm talking about intercity buses now. 
not not Dublin bus. Intercity buses are completely wheelchair inaccessible. There's no, there is no width on the bus I travel on to get a wheelchair into. No, the bus. you're talking about a you're talking about bus Aaron. Bus Aaron or Wexford bus. No, let's, let's let's stick to bus Aaron because they're the one to get the forty million. Uh, every year, every year of the taxpayer going back to over a hundred years, they've been getting a subsidy since they, yeah. in their various incarnations. Can we check that now with Bus Aaron? But you're Go saying, ahead. no, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not, no, 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 I'm no, not let doubting you. Let me say it. what I have to say. Any yeah. bus I have boarded is not wide enough to take a wheelchair. Okay. So any bus I have boarded, Okay. Yeah, it was I say there, Mark, you're a driver on bus Aaron, are you? Joe, yeah, how are you keeping? Good, yeah. yeah. Good. Uh, do you take wheelchairs? Yeah, I tell you, Joe, all our expensive buses, all the modern expensive buses are fully fitted with a wheelchair. Yeah, um, that's right, Joe, yeah. Okay. Now, the reason why you mightn't have seen, or that lady mightn't have seen people is, for a wheelchair lift to be used, the person in the wheelchair has to pre-book the use of the system, because seats have to be taken out of the bus, physically taken out to make room for the wheelchair, where the lift is. Okay. And then, when they turn up at their assigned time, the lift is used and they're put in their strap down and then they'll be taken off the other end as well. Like, it's not an easy system because they are coaches. It's a very expensive system and as far as I know, bus there are the only fleet in the country that have wheelchair lifts in them. Well, that's, the, well that's fantastic. And that's, yeah. the, that's yeah. the way it should be. There's a lot okay. of work goes into it, but that's the system. That's how it works, you know? Okay. And I, I mean, take his point and I stand corrected. No, it's not. That's, <laughs> Patricia, you're fine. Yeah, could you made well, like but, 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 but Patricia, your other point stands, in fairness, and I stand corrected, your other point stands that you have to pre-book it if you're in a wheelchair. Is that correct, Mark? Yeah, you do. Yeah, If, you, if you're in a wheelchair, you have to because, again, seats and, have to be physically okay. moved. And, and how many wheelchairs can you take? Oh, just the one wheelchair. Just the one, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. And do I have to pay when I pre-book a wheelchair? No, uh, Joe, I'm a driver, so I don't know. I don't, don't think know. so. Okay, okay. I don't think so, no. But I will touch on, on the two euro booking charge okay. that's on Expressway. Uh, do you remember you said that, that bus air receives 40 million a year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That goes towards the PSO service. Expressway is purely commercial. It the, gets zero. Uh, okay, so the, so the PSO is a public yeah. service obligation. Yeah, and that's where that 40 million goes. So when you look at the bus air and the, the, the nice new. Um, um, yeah, the buses that we have going around yeah. they, they get absolutely zero subsidies so financially they have to wash their own face and do they not get and help from Transport for Ireland buying the buses? No, no, no there's no subsidy for expensive buses zero it's, it's, it's the exact same as the commercial operators Joe works in, 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 in competition with the commercial operators Okay, you know? and how are they price wise then? Yeah, I think we're very comparable with them Yeah. Okay, okay you know? Okay, so so that's the point the expressway it's no subsidy whatsoever. So they can charge. The they can. Year. You see, it's commercial. It's commercial yeah, okay, business. Okay. Joe, can I but just touch do, on? But they do get paid. The expressway do get paid for carrying free travel passengers. They do get paid yes. for that. And so did the private. I think it's 70% of the fare. Now, if you remember, I spoke to you in 2017, Joe, if you can remember back. And at the time, the bus there, we were only getting paid 40% of the fare, where the commercial operators were getting paid 70%. And that was part of the problems we had back then. For the, for the, the free travel, the budget, yeah. You know? um, but um, like during the week, Joe, it's not really an issue with the, the two euro because okay. most people with free travel, um, they, they have no problem. There's plenty of seats. It, it kind of kicks in on Friday afternoons when yeah, we have course, students yeah. traveling. And you see the students are switched on, you see, because they will use their technology to book their seats and to make sure they have their seats, you know. But, like, I mean, I would work out of Cork now on Fridays, every Friday at 22, and the thing is, we would say, look, prepaid tickets, pre-booked tickets first, please. But we would always have seats, and then we'd take whatever we can. Now, on the rare occasion, people who have pre-booked their seats, we'd call three or four times, and if they're not there, we would mm -hmm. then load the bus, and if they turn up too late just we're going, they'll miss their bus, even though they booked the seat, because they weren't there in time, do you understand me? Yeah. So we do, we do where we can fit in the free travel and get them in as quick as we can as soon as all the other seats are filled, you know. Uh, Joe, excuse me, I'm going to have to leave the call. Okay, Patricia, thanks all for right. your time. Mind yourself. You okay, bye, 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 bye. That's Patricia Mahan and Mark as well. Mark, thanks indeed. Thanks for your service. Hi, Joe. Joe at rt.ie. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Joe at rt.ie and Liveline RTE Dublin 4 is the address for your self-published books with all the details permanently and uh, attached to uh, each publication. And we'll do our best uh, on Christmas week to get as many in as possible. And uh, we'll be doing the highs and lows of the vote for the highs and lows of 2022 on Christmas week as well. And we'll also be on 
Christmas Eve morning with Brendan O'Carroll and a whole slew of surprises and special guests outside the Bailey on Marks and Spencer's Grafton Street corner there, um, 9 to 11, Saturday the 24th of December. Elaine, please. Elaine, good afternoon. Couriers. There's lots of them, and my God, they work hard. Good afternoon, Joe. How are you? Good, thanks. Go ahead, Elaine. Yeah, I just rang um, to highlight something, Joe. I had a package delivered by a courier two weeks mm-hmm. ago. Now, uh, we have uh, plenty of garden space. Um, the package could be left anywhere in the front, around the front porch or anywhere. But mm-hmm. my, the courier, um, we have two dogs who mm-hmm. will bark, go crazy if anyone comes near the gate or the fence, the back fence. Now, the, uh, two weeks ago, they threw my package over the fence straight to the dogs. Oh, good and enough. it was flittered. Like, I sent your researcher the pictures. I don't know if you saw them, but, um, yeah, the the two books that I ordered were flittered to bits, so no good. So t- this morning, I got a bit annoyed again because the mm-hmm. same thing happened. Uh, package thrown over to dogs, and only that my partner was coming in and managed to get off them in time, the the thing mm-hmm. inside would have been flittered as well. So you're t- I'm talking about 100 euros worth of goods. Now, I, I, my problem is I just can't understand why the couriers have to throw something over the fence to dogs. Mm-hmm. And there's so much space around where I, you know, in the house that I'm living in, like... It's, uh, and uh, apparently it's happening well, is, maybe the Maybe the courier is, is afraid of the dog. Yeah, but they don't have to go near the dogs, Joe. The dogs are locked in the back. Okay. Okay. Uh, they but then if the dogs any, are locked in the back, how are they getting at the parcels? Because they're throwing them over the back gate. Oh, over five, the back. Five, oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, they're throwing them over the gate, five foot. Yeah. And there's... But how, uh, half an acre at the front where they could leave it around the house anywhere. Would you not put it? Well, you see, you don't. Do you want to be putting it, putting out a sign because then you're telling people with uh, malevolent uh, intent that your your parcel is behind the bin or whatever. You don't want to be telling everybody where the parcels are going yeah, to be. Yeah. Well, I did do up a sign this morning actually. To I said on it, please do not throw parcels over the gate. Leave at front of gate or at the porch. Hmm. Because, uh, like, apparently it's... uh, Yeah, but who's... People coming up to Christmas, Joe, there's so many more packages, just presents. Like, one of them this morning was a present, a Chris Kindle, and, like, that was slightly damaged when they got the package open, but luckily we got it in time. Yeah. Now, like, a bit of common sense would tell you, okay, there's two dogs barking at me here, I'm not going to throw this over the fence. Yeah. Yeah, but if you say, you're now saying leave the parcel at the front gate. No, I mean, if, if I come in and I look around in in this house, in my house, there's loads of spots a parcel could be left. Okay. And it will be safe. But it's and not if, safe if you someone, over. Yeah, but if someone got in and stole stole the parcel... Would you blame the courier company? Um, I can't really, you know, I mean, we have cameras there that's going to oh, see yeah, okay. whoever's that's coming from the ha- at the house. Mm-hmm. You know, we, uh, like, and I can't really, it's a part, it's out sort of in the country. There's not too many people, like, coming in and out of the house, like, you know, where you'd come in and say, oh, there's a parcel. We are, there. there is other houses around, you could be seen. Plainly, and plainly. You see now, now that people are getting so many deliveries like this, mm. um, and they, and like on post, they're they're going from half four in the morning. Some of them, um, is it not time? Yeah, but for they're being paid. They're being paid to do a job, Joe, to yeah, deliver a parcel. I know that. I know that. I know that. I know. Yeah. That. So if that. I'm, if it was um, me, and I'm paid, I'm not going to go up and okay. go, but, but pass it, by a house that yeah, has plenty they, of space. Yeah, but they could also they could also do do this legally Elaine they could mm. knock on your door or your gate or try and get access yeah and give it five raps and after five raps if there's no answer they go back in the van and you get a message saying you can collect your parcel in yeah. airside or whatever and that's fine 
Well, like it's not fine. If you have you have to go to, to to in this Dublin travel, I don't know where you mm. but but take you two days camel ride to get to airside. But my point is, is it not time for people to be putting in secure I know on post do them secure boxes at their door that can take parcels? Well that's an idea as well, but I mean it's it's gonna have to be a fairly big Box Joe, yeah, because uh, you'd, you'd be talking about like um, uh, yeah, the size of a small cold. I got a parcel this morning, and it was quite big. It was in a box. And what did you say? Ago. What did you say your dogs ate this morning? Um, well, I had there was a, a, a material okay. hoodie in a jacket or in the in the parcel, mm. but they had got through the bag and had just were just about to start on the garment. When mm-hmm. my partner picked it up, got it off them, but like I don't know, Joe. Common okay, sense. Does okay. common sense? Okay, if they had nowhere else to put the parcel, take it back with them, because um, I think our local delivery, or it would probably just go somewhere not not too far away, maybe Tullamore mm-hmm. or somewhere. But um, I don't know what it goes well, back to. Can you can you get onto the company and designate a pick up point? What. Well, you can usually leave some message of delivery on some items. Yeah, okay. When you're ordering online. Have you, na- have, you neighbor, have you neighbours that are accessible? Neighbours Well, that I don't particularly have um, neighbours. Okay. Um, like, but um, I don't know. Like, my point is, Joe, that wh- why would somebody pass by, uh, come up... Climb over your wall because the gates have to be put in a number. Climb mm. over your wall. They ha- they can see the porch there. There's a bench uh, around to the side of okay. the porch. There's plenty of space there that's hidden. And and the other side of the garden is the same. But to come up and walk okay, up, put to up the, the fence sign, put and up the, the dogs sign. come to the dogs come yeah. and they eat. You know, you know, yeah. you're throwing it over to dogs. You can't miss it. Yeah, okay. Like I, I probably will bring back my camera and go and look. No, bring and see. back, bring back a permanent marker and a sheet of a copy book and write design and put a yeah. bit of put a bit of plastic uh, on and stick it on your gate. But Joe, I feel sorry for other people as well. Like I mean, uh, that's two parcels with me. So mm. then other people said straight away, like, sure, oh, it's this company. It's happened. It's happened to me. It's happened to me. I was only in. I was in okay. somewhere this morning when your researcher rang me. And the person who I was with said, that happened to me as well. Okay. Because true, they left it with the dogs. <laughs> and I'm also saying to people, if you do see a delivery man or woman, mm. if, you, if you are a neighbour, would people, I'm encouraging people to go out and say to the delivery man, listen, I'll take in that parcel. Don't yeah, a lot be, of people don't like doing that either, Joe, because uh, then they're, they're responsible. Uh, I mean, I would not, do it. Not, yeah, so I would do it. I do it all the time. Yeah. And my neighbours do it all the time for me. So oh, that's what, I definitely, I yeah, definitely yeah, would do, do it. it but well, do it. I'm just trying to, I'm thinking of the, the yeah. fellas and women who are driving those vans and trying to get parked and, and trying to get through the Dublin traffic or the Cork traffic or the Waterford traffic to deliver a, a, a package. And they've been on the go from half four that morning and now it's half five in the evening. Mm. I just say let's do everything we can because they're they're providing an incredible service. But are but are they not being paid for it, Joe? Yeah, I'm sure. But I'm sure they're not. Like, um, I have to go out and do I'm a sure, job. I'm Joe. sure. I'm I sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. None of them are taking a week off next to fly to Qatar to see the World Cup. I don't think the money would get them that far. Okay, well, no, not to worry. And that would be the same as most people. Yeah, like I know Joe, that. I know but, that. I know. But, but like, I don't think I don't think they're the highest paid workers in society. I know. That's, but they that, do, that's they do, to they me, do that has nothing work. to do with it, Joe. Okay, like, you okay. know, we're all, you have um, certain types of workers, all types of workers in the country, yeah. and they're all trying to do the job as best they I can. I know, I know. That, but I they're know. not really doing the job as best they can when okay, there's I a think. lot of people complaining that yeah. they're, they don't care about your deliveries. I mean, if there's something breakable in that package, I have got something recently as well, two months ago about it was a lamp and the shade was broken as well. But, well, I mean, what do you do? Like, you know, I mean, yeah. they replaced it. Uh, the company replaced it. Oh, did they? It. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, well you, weren't, you weren't left in the shade. So, Elaine, that was yeah. good. That was good yeah. of them. Yeah. So just, okay, I mean, yeah, just put up the sign, would you? Yeah. Here, I, 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 here, 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 here. I'm, I'm good at sign writing. Okay, what, what, what sign do you want to put up? What sign? Done, well, please. I, I have the word please. Okay, I have it done. I'll I put it up on Twitter. Please. I will, I will. Please do not put deliveries over this fence as 
Dogs are ripping all my packages. I hear you're not writing War and Peace, will you? It's a little Leave sign. Front please of not, this please fence. not, Thank pu- you. please do not <laughs> put deliver, do, do not put deliveries over the fence. Yeah, that's what I've done now today. Okay. And I'm hoping that will okay. fix it. Okay. Please, just, it might, please, it, it, hang on, I'm not finished. Please sorry, sorry. and thanks. Happy Christmas. Joe Duffy is going on about how badly paid you are. Why don't you get on to him for a few, Bob, instead of strong my... Okay, that's done. Have it done. Take a photograph of it now. We'll put it up on Twitter during this break. If you want a more professional sign done, I will do a more professional sign. I will do it in, in calligraphy. I'll do it in black permanent marker. I will laminate it. I will laminate it to keep it uh, weatherproof, and I will put it in the post. Yeah. Okay, Elaine, bye-bye. Well, Joe, Happy Christmas. Thank you. Happy bye. Christmas. Bye. Bye. Talk to Joe on 0818 815-815 Katrina O'Donnell Katrina, good afternoon Good afternoon, Joe, how are you? Good, thanks, you contacted us about Jennifer and Sarah yesterday and uh, Jennifer especially was worried about the fact uh, that on the one hand there's 20 private fertility clinics in Ireland and they're not cheap. I'll read out some of the prices in a few minutes by any stretch of the imagination for people who need help. One, people now are being encouraged to freeze their eggs, often often with every legitimate reason uh, to do so and uh, the the spark for Jennifer's call yesterday was uh, Instagram post the previous day, both exactly the same, which is fair enough by Richie Sadler, the RT pundit and by Rosanna Davison and uh, the influencer and both of them were advocating a particular clinic called Therapy, P-I-E at the end, Therapy Fertility Clinic and uh, Jennifer wanted to know what exactly were they advocating and why were they advocating it had they used the service, which, uh, which as she pointed out she, is a question she didn't want to, to ask anybody. But uh, Katrina, your point please. I suppose it's just such an emotive topic um, for me that I just felt like I had to get in contact. Um, Fertility treatment in Ireland is very, very expensive. Mm -hmm. And I just feel that in this instance, you know, like the the journeys that both of the people who are being paid by therapy to, to, you know, quote unquote, open the conversation. You know, I'm not trying to undermine what they've been through. Their journeys have been heartbreaking and really inspiring and offer people hope. But what really just has not sit well with sat well with me is the fact that there, you know, this part this partnership is under the guise of trying to open up a conversation about yeah. fertility in Ireland. When, in fact, that's not really the case. It's actually just marketing and PR for therapy themselves. And I just think that the fact that they're not being transparent with it is just it's really not appropriate given the context of what they're advertising, which is healthcare, very, very expensive healthcare, which can't be accessed in the public service. And I just think how they're able to advertise, pretend, like pretend this is a well, partnership. Not, but, 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 but Katrina, sorry, what yeah. is, where is the absence of transparency? The absence of transparency, from my perspective, is I, like, I've had a look through both, um, both the people's posts and I've had a look on therapy okay. on Instagram myself. I actually follow therapy on Instagram because... Okay. It's a clinic that um, I was actually considering because of the fact that they do offer cheaper services. Oh, do they? Okay. Um, yeah, and um, I suppose for me, it's just that it it just seems quite cynical and like sinister that they're pretending that it's. Well, oh, it's we not. No, we we won't use the word sinister seriously, uh, Katrina. Yeah, maybe, I know. Maybe I know. It's a strong word. Yeah, and I don't. Yeah. I don't mean to check in such a, uh, a way, but uh, yeah. we won't. But but okay. How how much? How much does it cost? How much does egg freezing cost? Do you know? Like I don't like that's not something I've had to look into. Yeah. Fortunately, um, but from an IVF perspective, I think like really. They advertise a kind of starting any. Um, this is just a general, not specific to therapy. It's kind of like mm-hmm. five, six and a half grand, and it could be up upwards of that. Yeah. And the thing with that is that you know IVF doesn't guarantee you the outcome that you're looking for at the end. So realistically, yeah, yeah. like in in myself and my husband's case, you know we're planning to kind of budget and set aside hopefully okay. you know a twenty upwards of twenty twenty grand really wow. potentially. For what, what could be a number of IV, IV, number of goals, a number of IVF yeah, treatments. Yeah, as I, as yeah and I some say. people could say I'm pessimistic, but really, I just yeah. would prefer to be optimistic and okay. not having to. Well, I'm reading. I'm reading one clinic, 
And yeah. as I say, there are 20 of them under various different names. But like I didn't, I know now, and mainly because Jennifer alerted me to it and the fact that egg freezing is mentioned in the, Instagra- mm. the Instagram post by, the, by Richie and Rosanna. Egg freezing, a single cycle, costs 3,000 euro. Yeah. Okay. And thereafter, by direct debit and no other way, um, for as long as you, uh, the eggs are obviously been been retrieved and held, you will pay twenty five euro a month rent. Yeah. To keep for them to keep the eggs, so yeah. it's three thousand just for egg freezing, mm-hmm. and twenty five quid a month. Now, do you think that's uh, have you looked at other prices, Katrina? I won't say where I'm reading that. Because it's unfair. I don't want to be advertising one one private clinic over another private yeah, clinic. Because yeah. I don't know how good or otherwise they are. Would that sound about normal to you? It seems to be the average just from the costs that I've looked at. Yeah. But I think another thing that I suppose, unless you're educated, like I'm not a fertility expert. I'm just speaking of, yeah. kind of my lived experience. But unless you're educated, you know, egg, egg freezing doesn't, again, guarantee an embryo at the end of it. There's... You know, there's an attrition when they do defrost that potentially the eggs aren't going to make it through and, you know, the eggs might not be good quality eggs. There's so many things to consider and I think they're they're just kind of monetizing this as almost like a, you know, and when I say they, I mean fertility clinics in general. They're mm. kind of monetizing it sometimes as being this kind of assurance and insurance package that you can do to preserve your fertility, which it can be helpful, but again, it's not, you know, it's not a certainty that it will preserve your fertility. There is, there is small print. Yeah, there is. Yeah, and is. unfortunately, because they're private clinics, you know, I, I sometimes maybe they're not always giving, you know, the best the best information so people can make informed choices because at the end of the day, they're private companies that are out to make money. And unfortunately, yeah. I'm in a position where I'm going to have to use one of these companies. Yeah. So, like, you know, I'm, 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 I'm conscious that... So should influencers be allowed advertise, which which it is advertise or endorse private I, fertility clinics? I think ethically they shouldn't be allowed. Um, or if they are, there should be kind mm-hmm. of strict, you know, procedures around it and making it very clear that it's an ad for a clinic um, rather than kind of under the guise of it being a conversation opener. Um, you know, it's very like I listened back to some of the interviews that the people did yesterday and, you know, it's like their stories are heartbreaking and inspiring and, you know, it does give hope to people like me. But it's clear from what I can gather that their services, they, they didn't use the services of this clinic. Who are you, sorry, who are you talking about now, Katrina? Um, I suppose it's the two, the, the, from, for therapy for clinic, it was Richie and Rosanna. And oh, okay. like, you know, we, yeah. I've, I've listened to their stories over the years and they're both absolutely heartbreaking, but yeah. it just doesn't sit right with me that they're getting paid probably handsomely for, you know, opening, basically advertising a clinic um, when there are so many people in Ireland who can't access these hmm. clinics because of the fact that they're so unaffordable and um, you know myself and my husband you know as I said it's something that we're going to have to look at and it's a significant significant cost um, and mm-hmm. it's, it's not it's not accessible to the And majority. by the way in the, I don't know where the interviews took place because we we tried but unfortunately they're, they're not available um, where did in these in- interviews that you heard, or I don't know, yeah. TV I only or radio. heard, I could only find one myself. Okay. Um, yeah. Was therapyfertility.ie mentioned? Yeah, it was. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. um, and without going into, well, if, if it's in the public domain, it's in the public domain, and I trust you, Katrina. Um, you say they didn't refer directly to having had any involvement with with therapy.ie apart from this endorsement. Apart from the endorsement, no. Um, it, 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 like therapy is a new enough company. Yeah. Um, well, they're new enough going going into this area, aren't they? They've been in. Yeah, they've been yeah, in Botox yeah. and everything. Yeah, yeah. 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 And this was like it just it's it's kind of jarring that they're saying that they're they want to offer low cost care, and you know that is really really attractive as a consumer myself. And as a patient, a, a potential patient, but yet they have budgets to be spending massive amounts on trying to get people to advertise their clinics for them and they're not even people who have used the service 
themselves. Um, but they're people who, who, who people generally trust and like. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to. Kind I know, of I know. And you're, you're, you're the same. Their characters, you know, what they've been through. Okay, but you're horrific. Fr- but no, you're, and you're, you're, you're. I think you're getting that message across. Yeah. Very with great dignity and subtlety, Katrina. Stay with us, Joe at rt.ie. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 Katrina's onto us, and she's saying she's 31 years of age, trying to conceive for four years. Uh, her husband and her have good jobs, so people think they can go straight to IVF, but we're also saving, like a lot of people, to try and buy a house. One round of IVF costs up to €7,000. Uh, Public IVF, it's been promised in this country, as you know, it's available everywhere else in Europe. If it ever happens and it's, and is means test might not even be offered to us. We are saving hard to access fertility treatment to see influencers getting paid hefty sums of money to advertise a clinic under uh, an awareness campaign is truly sickening, Katrina. Why, why do you say sickening? I suppose it's just, I think it, it's monetizing health. And I just don't think it's right. And especially, as I said, because it's a healthcare service um, that isn't available publicly in Ireland. I just, yeah. It just doesn't sit right with me. Okay. Um, I, ju- I just want to add as well that, like, you know, I do agree with the sentiment from, for, from therapy that we do need to talk more openly yeah, about course, fertility. Yeah. Um, you know, we were always kind of led to believe growing up that, oh, like, you know, you'll get pregnant the first time you mm-hmm. ever have sex. And that's not the case. Yeah, yeah. I do believe there is. Um, discourse there to say you know we need to talk about to talk about it more openly which is why I was happy to come on today and yeah, use play, and share yeah. my story yeah. um, I just don't think they're going about it in the right way by paying people who probably don't need the money and yeah. who have never used their services and, 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 and as you say under the guise of kind of this altruistic conversation yeah. when in actual fact it's a marketing and as you say finally I've no problem uh, with influencers making money from advertising mascara or something, but not fertility. Katrina O'Donnell, thank you so much. Back tomorrow, one forty-five. Thank you, Katrina. Fergus Weenie produced. Stray Darcy's next. 0818-715-815 stays open until 3.15pm or email joe at rte.ie.